All right, everybody, welcome back to another re-education experience podcast. In today's episode, I actually uh, have flipped things. I actually got to be interviewed today by a longstanding uh, agent friend of mine down in South Carolina. Uh, her name is Jessica Ross. Uh, she is an agent I met years and years ago when I was at uh, one of the Boomtown Unite conference down in Charleston, still one of my favorite conferences to date and favorite companies to be a part of. And Jessica got to hear me speak, and I ended up in a coaching relationship with her for years. Um, and uh, she is an absolute gem, not only as a human, but as an incredible producer. Early on in the Reeducation School podcast, I had her on. I think she's in one of the first few episodes. So please go back and listen to her because she is an incredible solo agent crushing 70 plus deals a year, which for those listening, you're thinking, holy cow, how does she do it? Well, she's got a method to her madness and... Uh, uh, please go back to that. So in this episode, we're great friends and I had her uh, on her, it was on her Instagram live and we, we chatted and spitballed for so many things uh, over 33 minutes and I thought, let's just make this into a podcast so that we can get the message out uh, and again, continue to share a little bit of my voice and my take on things. So we didn't plan any of the questions. Um, she asked me a whole bunch of stuff about, uh, you know, hitting the metrics we have recently on our team, what we're going to do next, uh, my mythology and and path to this. And I I hope you really uh, enjoy this uh, 30-minute episode. And uh, yeah, and if you don't follow her, well, I'm going to come get you. No, uh, Jess is awesome. Go find her. It's Jess Ross underscore R-E, an amazing agent way down there in South Carolina. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me today. They need to make it easier. I know. (laughs) Um, well, first off, um, for those of anyone who is joining that doesn't know who you are, which I seriously doubt there's going to be anyone that doesn't already know who you are, you are an incredible mentor, leader, uh, brokerage owner, amazing person. Um, Darren, you are an incredible uh, mentor for me and coach. So welcome to, I don't even know, I don't have a name for it yet, my uh, my little chat here. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. We don't connect enough anymore, I agree. right? So I agree. Well, now that you are number one large team in all of Canada, huge congratulations to you. Yeah, it's a huge honor. We, we, you know, we just started giving out the awards at Real Broker, like it wasn't a thing. So we kind of mm-hmm. forgot it even was on the radar. And then, of course, being a second annual conference, it they gave those out of the end and uh, there we were top on oh all categories gosh. so that... it was never the goal it's just it's it's the result of of a lot of work so yeah we're pretty honored oh my gosh i love that it's never the goal but it's just a result that's really cool and that's something that i've learned about you over the years that you and i've been able to connect is that it's it's never you're never like the numbers are driven like money numbers driven person you're about the impact and that's something that I just so respect about you because I just don't feel like we have enough of that just in our world in general, but especially in our space, you're always about the impact and how you can help others, help others grow, help others in business and outside of your business as well. Um, that's so honorable. So thanks for being so crazy. It's crazy yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that we've hit that, I'm going to do everything in my power to never lose that ranking, <laughs> but... But that just means going harder with what's got us here, yeah. right? It just came going back to the Rolodex of what created that success. And of course, 
like you said, that's success. And helping them kind of, you know, get through that, that time. Well, totally. Well, team leaders charge high splits typically, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so that means there's a, a huge tie to the production, to the, to the earnings, to the team, right? So you end up getting commission breath through your agents, which is never a good place to get because mm. you get, it changes who you are. And I think a lot of team leaders do also a lot, do a, they give so much and they even give their own production away for a moment and they drop their own production there. They're they're, they're, there. By doing that, they even get more commission breath through the hopes and needs of the success. And oftentimes we'll never deliver the same way you did. Right. What got you there? You know, in your case, what got you so much income as a solo agent if you started to change that, you would get antsy, you would get worried, you would change who you are. And, and that's a scary place to be as a leader. Commission breath. I haven't heard that one before. That's a good one. I wrote, oh, no. I wrote that one down. <laughs> I thought that one would be uh, I like it. <laughs> overused. <laughs> no, I've never even heard it before. It's great. Um, so just kind of to touch on what you said, because this is a question I don't think I've ever asked anyone on this platform. I tend to ask a lot of very successful folks like yourself, um this um so now that you are you have an amazing team behind you people who are aligned and culturally just driven to where you want you know your leadership and your team to be to be going do you feel like you've made it like you're like okay finally i'm at the point where i just knew i always would be or are you thinking okay what's next like what is that thought process because i mean number one large team in canada i mean like you can't really go much higher than that that's kind of it unless you're number one in the world which obviously you're on your way to do but like what now like is it just okay yeah we've made it this is it what does that look like yeah i mean to be honest i don't feel like we're anywhere near our potential Mm -hmm. um i think there's so many layers to that but i don't know i've never thought of growth for the sake of growing, right? Like, I mean, I remember early days where ego might have played in a little bit and the idea of bigger and more was driven from a place that isn't where it is today, where it was more ego-based. And now the journey to more, I actually believe we're, we have 80 redline agents now, maybe 82. I really think that could be 150 of us inside of a year. That was a goal I never once had. I never wanted that. Mm-hmm. But now because I, I don't know, after, after building this, I feel it's possible. And then I now feel like it's my responsibility to take it there. You know, we've built so many layers to it that because I believe in its impact, I'm like, if I hold us back now, I'm, I'm not being the leader I should. So the goals have gotten bigger despite this goal never being on the, the docket for us. So yeah, we, we, we have a lot uh, to, to keep bringing. And, and of course, others are seeing our success and attempting to model it, which, you know, I'm competitive, yeah. just like you. Right? If <laughs> right. I, I don't want anybody to catch us, mm-hmm. you know, not from a vanity standpoint, but just, uh, we, we, it's just go time, right? It's go time. I'm yeah. 42. It's always right? I got a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. So it's like, because I know that a lot of you know, people get stuck in the, okay, this is my goal. This is where I want to be. And then they get there and they just don't feel fulfilled. Um, I mean, I know that for myself, you know, you, you get to a certain point point, you're like, okay, this is where I thought I wanted to be. And 
like what now you know you just don't feel like you're there and i don't think you'll ever feel like you're there but i like that you said that just new goals end up coming through you know it's almost like you're you're doing yourself an injustice if you don't continue to get to a certain point you're like okay now what now i gotta build onto this and i gotta do better and do more um that's pretty cool so you just their goals consistently change the higher level as you go yeah again that's 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 that leaning in i used to do a thing on the first meeting in january every year it was kind of like my welcome back message to the group right mm -hmm. And I remember going through some old slide decks and it was like Redline 1.0 and then Redline 2.0 and then <laughs> Redline 3.0. And it's like each time it was, we had hit new numbers, mm -hmm. hit new thresholds, changed new things, added new elements. And then the goal was just, again, well, leaning in harder because our, our, like, as you know, the market's always changing, right? Tech is always evolving. Yeah. And if we want to keep that market share, keep that success, you need to keep evolving or else like real estate is not like treading water. You can't tread in water in this business and stay the same. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, I always use this analogy. Like if you're out in the lake, you can tread water and stay afloat. Mm -hmm. But real estate is like treading water in a river. And if you tread water in a river, you're going to end up downstream a little bit. Ooh. You need to do more than just tread, right? You gotta be, you gotta be pushing. And I, I gotta, I just feel that. I love that. That's a great, I, you know, again, never, every time you and I talk, I, I get something new, but I've never, and you're right though. I mean, it's just like, you can't just keep your head above water. You have to constantly be moving forward to be able to, to get that. That's a great analogy. Now my wheels are turning like, yeah, that's, that's something I'm going to, I'm going to write down the qu many quotes that you've given me over these years. Yeah. <laughs> So what would you say, I mean, in something that you and I spoke about yesterday, um, you know, so many people are, and I don't know how the market is in Canada, and I, I imagine it's similar to kind of what we're going through here. I know you guys have different, um, you know, situations there, but a lot of people are struggling with the idea that the market's different. And I am looking at this as a situation of, how can I be better? How can I grow? What can I do different? Because you always have to kind of be pivoting in the situation. So what is your advice to your team of 82 agents right now that are just kind of like, okay, you have to, you have to pick, an, pick a hard. And it's kind of like what we were talking about yesterday. You have to, it's either going to be, being lazy is going to be difficult because you're going to have difficult things to move through financially, health, you know, um, family relationships, or you're going to have to pick the heart and getting up early, doing more, being uncomfortable in your business. Like, what is that pep talk? Because I'm, you're a great pep talk person. What is that pep talk that you're giving everyone to say, okay, listen, like, you just got to do it. Like, what is that looking like right now with your amazing Yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes back to that whole, like, what motivates us, right? And it's generally pain, mm -hmm. right? And we, and like you said, there is a hard and we have to pick our hard. There's just no way around it. Our market in my in Calgary is is best market in North America right now. Um, so when you and I first connected, I was the opposite. Remember, I stood on stage and I talked about how to have a bigger piece of a smaller pie. Yeah. Because the shift had happened, and I was I was speaking from experience because our market was shitty, and your market <laughs> and the rest of North America was going the right direction. Right. But I was I was there <laughs> as a potential like early bird to the conversation. Mm -hmm. I 
still speak to the to the crew in the sense that um last year was our unicorn year it was like the best year of all time and, and calgary's continuing to to push but reality is reality and i think us as agents just have to get our head out of the sand mm. right and, and i told them i said it's going to be 30 percent more work to get the same paycheck it's going to be 30 percent more no's to get the same yeses it's just going to be this and you had to come to that realization right that if you can't understand that your skills have to be sharpened your effort has to increase and it's just to make the same money you did last year you're going to fail out you're going to adjust and it's just the hard like hard knocks and at the end of the day i mean this business isn't for everybody right, right. if you can't do that well what are you what are you expecting mm. you know what i mean like that is the hard right but it is like you said and we talked yesterday the heart is also going to your wife and say, I got no commission check for 60 days. Like, which heart do you want to hit? Like, is it, is it pick up a few more phone calls, stay another 15 minutes, knock a few more doors? Or do you want to say, honey, we're broke. Like, right, it yeah. should be an easy, right? We're saying it's a hard, right? Because yeah. most agents don't want to do it. But that should be the easy mm -hmm. compared to the, op to the opposite. And I say that, I get chills right now. Because it's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, this business isn't rocket science. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And just putting that into perspective, like going to your family and saying, Hey, we aren't going to do X, Y, and Z this year, or our Christmas is going to be tight because I couldn't make more phone calls or because I couldn't right. write more letters. I couldn't cultivate more relationships. Like that is the most awful feeling I would imagine to have, but that's the real raw honesty in this, you know, in this market is having to I, I have had to do moment. it. I mm -hmm. had to do it. I shared to my agents for the first time. Uh, I was an idiot in 2009. I had convinced my now wife to move in with me. Mm -hmm. And my business partner who's in that room right there, we had set ourselves up on a monthly salary that was just like, we just set it and we said, we're going to earn this. And we were in our 20s. And then all of a sudden she moves in. Not only is she living in my place, but then I did that exact same thing. I said, Becky, I don't have a paycheck. You're going to have to pay the mortgage. And she, and I had to sit there as that guy. Mm -hmm. And I also had to tell her, well, shoot, I don't even know when I'm getting one. Like oh. there is no worse lull and low than being able to do that. When I had just convinced this woman that I loved to join me, to move into my house and say, I got nothing mm -hmm. like that's awful. Right. Like, and it's because I got to have myself. It's because I didn't do on the work and this business can come easy in the really easy times. And, uh, yeah, you just have to, I don't know. You want to get ahead of that. Yeah. Cause that is that, that's the no, that's the, that's the thing you never want to have to live through. Do you use that, um, situation that you went through back in 2009? Do you use that to say like, I will never be in that position again. Is that like a driving force to you? I don't want to say every day because you never want to like dwell on, you know, the struggles that you had in the past. But do you think that that's like a driving force for you? Kind of, okay, I'll never be in that position again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you get smarter as a business mm -hmm. person too. Um, I really, we adopted kind of a austerity budget in those years, <laughs> right? So what I did do is controlled the things that I could control and the fixed expenses and the, and the cost of living. And we, we set ourselves up in a position throughout all of my thirties 
to know that like when I started to create those incredible wins and built the business back up, mm-hmm. that most of it was upside, right? So, I mean, so I, yeah, I think about it and I, I use that to kind of instill the agents in the office because uh, they probably never heard those stories before. Yeah. But I do think us as agents, we, we don't, we don't give enough attention to the the fixed expenses and, and, and like shocking ourselves into controlling them a little better so that we don't have such huge fluctuations when the income can go up and down. And then you can, you can serve yourself a lot better by just being a smarter, you know, business person. And yet nobody teaches us that stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all gross commission. It's all gross commission. And then you just spend as much as you make. And as you know, uh, outside of models like yours and mine, agents don't have anything left, right? Oh yeah, it's like you know, one month you'll have five or ten closings, and you're balling. You're living. You're having steak dinners. You're out there buying bags, and then the next month you have like nothing. <laughs> and totally. you know, you just made everything that you used to make within one month. You made it for you know, or for a year. You made it in one month, and now you're back to ramen and okay. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, that's great. So, do you uh, do you help teach that with your or do you help guide your team in those financial aspects i think that you and i have sat down and i remember you saying like write out everything that you owe because i remember us chatting about that and then that was a scary moment for me because i don't think i've ever done that before because you're like okay it's easy to pay the bill one one bill at a time but then you write it down you're like oh my god i need to have x amount of closings just to make this happen is that something that you help your team kind of walk through yeah i mean there's a journey towards that, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you coach agents, there's a, so much to go down the path. So I'm strategically, again, leaning in harder based on my experience. Cause my goal right now is not just build better realtors, it's build millionaire realtors, Ooh. right? And t- to become a millionaire realtor, income's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Expenses are a part of it. But the biggest one is net free cash flow. Whatever net free cash flow you have is the mm-hmm. only thing that's gonna drive future millionaire realtor status right so it is fixed expenses variable expenses personal expenses business expenses as a main controllable or else you have no net free cash flow Mm -hmm. to build for that future wealth right and you and i are are both in wealth building machines right now that have some automatic opportunity for that Mm -hmm. But that's not most agents, right. right? So yeah, we are leaning hard and I have a spreadsheet and a workflow and we, we, we push agents to, to do that. And it is scary. It's incredibly scary. And, and to be honest, most won't do it. Um, most won't do it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and that's, but I, think, I feel like that's the part of getting real. And that's the part of that, all right, I'm going to be honest with myself and know what I need to do and then kind of work backwards from there. Okay, this is what I need. This is what I need to do. What's not, you know, serving me in my in my future well, you got to let go of those things. Like that's that's a tough decision and a tough chat to even have with someone and saying, okay, what's not serving you? Um, and then kind of letting go of those either situations, those habits and whatnot. I, I know that because um, I remember that very well. I remember that you sent it over and I was like, all right, I got to write down my bills. And I'm like, oh my gosh. What have I done? Um, so, well, saying no to something is hard, hard for a lot of realtors to do, right? And to, to put the blinders on because you and I know all we have to do is scroll Instagram for five minutes and you'll see 10 different agents doing 10 different things and it'll derail you from what's in front of you, right? If you let it, 
but saying no to these items and same thing with expenses and like just focusing on where the ROI is for you or what got you there. You just need to dial up is something that so many agents have a hard time doing because we get the shiny penny syndrome and we're always seeing it, right? We're always seeing it. And it's, it's harder today to, to control our attention than ever. And uh, this business is awful for that, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's always shiny penny. And I don't feel as though everyone's ROI is the same. Now, I think that, you know, you can blanket statements, say make more calls, write more letters and what, what it may be, but totally correct me if I'm wrong. I think that as long as someone is doing something every day to get them closer to their goal, like that is something that I had to change it in my perspective was if, if I know that I'm not contacting a hundred people a day or I'm writing 10 letters or writing some of my Christmas cards now, I'm not sending them out. I'm just go ahead. And write. If I'm not doing something like that, I feel I failed the day. Um, but some people are just robo dial. They want, they have to do that every day. Some people just like to go out and meet people. So everyone's ROI, like their intent to create their business can be different. Um, is that, is that kind of what you're seeing or do you think that there's more of a like, actual plan that everyone should follow? Well, I mean, I teach a few different layers that I think everybody needs to like, at least get to what I call maintenance mode, meaning like mm. the path of least resistance to most agents is managing, honestly, your sphere of influence and yeah. tying that into your organic social media and then realizing that everybody you ever meet is actually your sphere not just treating them as this is a door knock lead. This is a, this is a Zillow buyer. This is a, that like, everybody come needs to come into your locked in sphere of influence maintenance plan right and that that is like email newsletter touch points that is have everybody we connect with on some social platform so that they can see your show right they can watch you they can take part in you passively which is really lucky for us in this business we're not accountants we're not sitting behind something that's you know not super exciting to watch like you and i are in and out of things and yeah. and seeing pretty things it's like it's a special place so that's next to get to this maintenance level with the people that we have a an ability to connect one one to one with right but you're right i use the term seeding seeding is like the art of lead generation mm -hmm. right and that's different beyond the the quote-unquote standard sphere is different for all of us right but if you don't do that in a given day, if you're not seeding, I, I would even suggest you didn't have a work day. Mm. Like that was a, that you just reacted to the whirlwind of the day. If all you did was active client business and you scrolled your Instagram and your inbox, but you never proactively helped you grow your business. I don't even consider that a work day. That's true. Um, and I ask my agents, yeah, I have this pre-annual business planner that kind of creates this awareness mm -hmm. and it's like how many days in the life of a professional realtor are you going to do a day a, a, a week and what do they say they say oh, I, I work seven days, seven days yeah i'm like no you don't let me ask you this again how many days a week will you hold yourself accountable to have those front end seed lead generation in contacts proactively grow grow your business where you know you have to make your calls there's call your leads you know do whatever and then that, that drops to something more like two or three. Oh yeah right well, right you know what i mean yeah. it's like because mm -hmm. you know right the agents like you that 
do do that versus the agents that have reacted their way through their business for their career. There'll be weeks that they won't talk to a new person on a given week where somebody like you will make a hundred per day. That's a yeah. massive difference to why you earn what you earn and what the average agent can barely do to stay out of the poverty line. Mm. Yeah, it's it. Well, it's something that I've learned from you and um, others is just whoever speaks with the most people, but with intention, those are going to be the ones that succeed. You know, you have to be able to, to get out there. You don't have to be a social butterfly, but you have to be out there to actually chat with people and create their relationship and the trust. Um, so that's definitely something that you, you've been teaching me over the years is it's, it's all in, you know, you can't, you can't go weeks and weeks without chatting with someone new because then your business will be completely stagnant. You'll be in that river going backwards instead of forwards. Conversations equals dollars. Mm -hmm. It doesn't meet equals dollars today though. And that's where people freak out. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's over time. You have to nurture that. And as you know, we approach people, the more strategic we can get that that real estate conversation is as close to a deal, the better we are. Mm-hmm. But sure, not every lead source drives towards that, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have a warm referral lead, well, you're probably pretty close to a paycheck. If you have a door knock lead around a sold, but they become a contact that you nurture for three years, well, you're a long ways from a paycheck. But if you never had that conversation and nurtured it along, along the journey, you have no chance at that paycheck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that it's funny, right? If you, if you don't consistently have enough new conversations, nothing else in your business matters. Nothing, zero, not your logo, not your brokerage, not your brand, not your website. Like literally, did you just talk to enough people? And then if you have, then if you're like, well, I talked to them, but I never got contacts. Okay. Well then I'll teach you that skill, right. <laughs> you know? Right. And then it's like, well, what do I say to them long-term? Well, that's another yeah. skill, but, None of those matter if you don't even talk to them mm. in the first place. And it's so rudimentary, but so many people overlook it because the conversation timeline to dollar could be way too long for most people to really commit to, right? Um, yes. And, and I know that we're running short on time, so I'll keep it quick. But I, the fact that you just said, you know, it's a skill level that you have to build on. Um, something that I heard over the weekend, um, was I have so many ideas. I don't even know where to start. So they just never start. And it's like, okay, you just need to do one and then you're going to build on that. Like you're going to take, just like you said, just going to pick chatting with five people and then let's get you into that. And then we're going to build on that skill level. It's not, you're not going to just implement a hundred things and then be great at a hundred things. You have to implement one really good thing and then build and compound on that. It doesn't all happen at once. Cause I know I'm very guilty of that. I want it all to be at one time. I want to come in. I want to have a thousand agents. I want to be making $14 million a month. Like, yes, that is what we all want, but you eventually will get there to keep building on that skill level and having folks like you who are, you know, in, in the position where I want to be one day and, you know, learning from you and taking your advice and kind of, um, you know, following in your footsteps. Yeah. It's again, it, putting the blinders on mm-hmm. in this business is hard, right? It's a hard thing to do. I, I think there's a deeper reason agents don't just because I don't know, maybe there's not even a belief that that one thing that they pick will truly turn out to be that future reality. 
So they stick to something for a short term because the belief is kind of like kind of there, but they're not willing to believe hard enough, long enough and extend the timeline mm-hmm. for them to start to see those results. And I mean, us as people, human nature, like you need to believe in that and you need to, ext- I, I find extending the timeline always changes the perspective, right? Which is so different, right? If I, if I think of a rental property, the cash flow is 500 a month. But what happens when I extend that timeline over 25 years? How important is making that one decision to buy that house mm. 25 years from now versus if I'm just looking over, oh, shit, that only made me 250 bucks this month. But that, did, right. that, that actually probably made you a million and a half in 25 years. So the weight of the decision and the decision of saying no is so much bigger when you extend that horizon and believe in it that then it's made be harder for you to just not do that call right maybe it holds a little more weight to say geez i get it now right that non-call is worth ten thousand. not that non-call is just you know some uh, me being lazy right yeah that's it's something that i always help uh newer agents i'm like yeah you may get 90 no's but if i told you that if you picked up the phone and you kept dialing then eventually someone answers that phone and they're going to give you just like you said ten thousand dollars would you do it like that, the mind sh- mind shift changed at that totally. point. You're like, oh, I get it. So consistency, what I'm hearing is committing and being consistent is basically what that boils down to. Is just committing and being consistent on that. I use a term a lot that says um, people will say, "Well, Darren, it's not that simple, mm. right?" And you hear that all the time. It's not that easy. And I just say, "Well, we'll cross off the not. It's that simple." Just fucking believe it, right? Yeah. And it's hard to do. But uh, most people that have gotten somewhere that we all aspire to be did it off the backs of one or two things done consistently long-term. Not 16 things done okay for a short amount of time. Right. Right. It's just, right? We get yeah. that's the day we live, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know that I'm over. I told you it'd just be 30 minutes, and we're over the 30 minutes. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, is there anything that you would want to, I guess, leave either a quote or a book to read or anything that you can kind of inspire or encourage anyone in this current place that we're in? Oof. Uh, well, I mean, I did a, actually a video. I posted it yesterday on my Instagram, and I just – I feel there's a lot of agents doing a lot of things right and they're not feeling good about it because they're doing it right. It's behind the scenes. It's out of the limelight. It's not spotlighted. It's not because they just won number one in Canada. They, they didn't do that, but they've been doing a lot of mini wins along the background. And it's like, as a coach, what I like to leave people with is, is if it's happening in the dark and nobody's seen it, it's still happening. So just honor yourself with that. That is a good thing. Just know it's coming and you got to just keep pushing, right? Those results will come. But yeah, that's kind of probably my most important message right now, I think, right? Um, I don't know if you wanted to build on that. Yeah, no, yeah, just kind of celebrating those little wins, even if they're little, just pat yourself on the back and say, you're doing the right thing and just keep going. 100%. I love that. Well, I got a lot of messages so back from that that post because there are there's way more people that need to hear that mm-hmm. than that are out there showcasing the big big wins, oh, right? Yeah. Right, oh, and uh, nobody that. will see it. 
That's so encouraging. And it's encouraging on so many levels. Like you said, no, no one may see that win in the background, but you did. And that's good, you know, so thank you so much for sharing that. And I'll make sure I share that video on here as well. So everyone can see it. Thank you again yeah. for always spending this amazing time. I literally have so many notes um, on my, my little chicken scratch here. <laughs> so thank you again. Thank you. You're incredible. And if anyone wants to um, learn more, I'll make sure I tag you below and reach out. You're your amazing coach. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you for the time. <laughs> Actually, the book that I wanted to share. Okay. Yeah. The book that I wanted to share that might land with this is called Outwitting the Devil. You ever heard of that I one? I haven't. Outwitting the devil. Yeah, okay. it's by Napoleon Hill. Oh, I love him. The That's a Napoleon win. Hill. Yes. Okay. And it's a book he wrote in like the in his era, right in the twenties and thirties. But he didn't release it. Their family estate didn't release it till like within the last decade. Wow. And and the reason was because if you speak, you know, talk about outwitting the devil politically and stuff, that was not an era that you would talk about that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's got an undertone, but what it is, is it's a, it's an incredible book to teach us nothing to do with religion, nothing to do with political, but just more, um, it, it's a conversation between Napoleon Hill himself mm. and the devil. Mm. And it goes back and forth. And it, it, it is one of the most powerful books to move you into action okay. that I've okay. ever read. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm adding that. I, I, um, that may be my next uh, new, not podcast, but is it the auto books? Because I listen to them in the car. wrote it down. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. You're incredible. Thanks so much. I hope you have right. an amazing day. We'll do this again real soon. Yes. Right. Thanks for having me. Right. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.